Hello and welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast. In this episode, I got to talk with Wade Gamar, an admission counselor in Augustana University's admission office, about some of the work he does recruiting international students and helping them through the process of enrollment. So here are some of his nuggets of wisdom. Stay tuned. Section podcast. My name is Henry Sule, and I am joined today by Wade Gamar. Wade, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey there, I am Wade. Uh, I work in the International Programs Office as the International Student Admission Counselor, and I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, thanks so much you. for having me. Of course, you're the first person I thought of when I thought about this. I was going to ask how many, like, how many episodes have you done or, in, or interviews have you held um, so far? So far, I've done one. Um, they're nice. not going to be in order. Um, I'm planning on recording at least 12 people. Cool. Um, so they'll all be in one season. I'll release them periodically over the summer. Well, yeah. honored to be, to be one of them. Yeah, of course, you have to be. <laughs> so I guess first off, how are you doing, Wade? I'm doing so well. It's yeah. been, a, a, you know, certainly... This week, heading you know, leading leading into May first, which is kind of you know nationally known as Decision Day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's hectic. It's been really crazy, um, but but in a good way. Um, yeah. We have yeah, getting getting a lot of or having conversations with a lot of students that are um, you know either way they're finding where they are going to continue on their educational journey. So, you know, obviously um, it's super exciting when that's here at Augustana. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it's elsewhere, like, you know, what it, what it comes down to, or, you know, what's most important is students finding, like, a setting that is going to be, you know, where they can see themselves for the next four years um, and accomplishing the things that they want to accomplish. So, yeah. um, so even those conversations, although some of them are difficult because, you know, they're great students that we, you know, we know would um, bring a lot to our campus community, mm-hmm. um, excited, you know, still at the same time excited for them because, you know, it's obviously a weight off their shoulders once they've made their decision. So it's been... Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a tiring week. I'm tired, um, but coffee helps, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you probably can't see it because there's no camera, obviously, but we just shot me a look because my sister was one of those people who had applied to Augie. It's true, yeah. and she broke my heart, um, uh, but it's fine. I did, <laughs> I, you know, of course, I'm, uh, I had to... Uh, joke with her when I was when we were emailing back and forth and she was down to Augustana in one other school mm-hmm. and and of course because when your family visited last summer mm-hmm. you came over to my house and we ordered pizza and we hung out so of course I I made some comment in my email about how like as that admission counselor had you over to their house for pizza <laughs> Um, she didn't, yeah. <laughs> I bribed you and still <laughs> yeah. didn't come. I know, and then I was like, oh, it's fine. But no, yeah. she'll she'll do great things. And it's probably, yeah, I don't know. Maybe two, you know, one Sule is enough, you know. Maybe <laughs> two two would be too much trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already enough trouble for you. Either. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Always bothering me with, yeah, my <laughs> podcast. Let me ans- ask you these questions. <laughs> we haven't even gone into the hard part yet. I know, that's what that's what's scary. I'm sweating now. <laughs> 
So I guess before you became an admission counselor, what were you doing? I know you've had some global experiences. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? I'll start. <laughs> I could start from the beginning. Um, so I was born a big baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not that. That not that far ago. Um, so I am an Augustana graduate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was a student here, I was in the choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunate enough to to uh, go on an international tour um, to Tanzania in East Africa. It was a place uh, that was my first international experience. Um, so it was really cool because I had never, you know, growing up in a small rural town in South Dakota, I never really imagined myself, you know, going out and having those experiences. So um, so it was really cool to um, to to be able to go and. Um, and just see a completely different way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, you you come back with, um, you know, new perspectives and new ideas and new thoughts on what's important in life, all of that. And, mm-hmm. and so I came back from that trip, um, you know, as cliche as it sounds, uh, you know, completely changed person. And, and um, yeah, and then it, that kind of um, made me th- ask the question of, like, you know, who's here in Sioux Falls that, you know, is different than me. Um, so, so I uh, started volunteering at the, at the time it was called the Refugee and Immigration Center. Now it's uh, called the Center for New Americans. Yeah. It's a service through Lutheran Social Services here in town. So I started, um, started volunteering there um, in the English classrooms, which was really, really cool because you could, you know, um, all of these, you know, all of these people from, radically different backgrounds, you know, ethnically, uh, uh, spiritually, whatever, you know, whatever you want, uh, you know, uh, all of the different ways, they're all studying English together in a classroom and Mm -hmm. laughing. And it was just like a really cool, powerful experience um, to see so many people across all of those cultural divides. doing the same thing and you know trying to make it work in this completely new foreign place um so that was that was awesome you know i i loved it um and then uh that turned into once i graduated that turned into a full-time job with the center for new americans so i worked there uh for about five or so years um with a brief i like to call it like a I don't know, a hiatus or a, a break in the middle. Um, I worked there for about, you know, two to two and a half years Yeah. as a caseworker, working with families from all over the world, mm-hmm. helping them find affordable housing, access, um, you know, healthcare services here in town, social services, look for jobs, things like that. Um, and then I resigned and I moved to Nairobi, Kenya um, on a kind of on a whim um and i'm still shocked that my family was like supportive of it because i had a job that like paid me and i had health insurance and then i was like i'm gonna quit this job (laughs) and i'm gonna move to nairobi kenya and i had never been there before um and i um so i was there for six months um and i yeah was just kind of roaming around nairobi i spent a good amount of time in eastly um which is a part of Nairobi that has um, a large Somali population. So I was taking Somali lessons, brushing up on my Swahili. Um, Yeah, and just kind of, you know, 
being like the random white person and eventually that like you know that like leads to a lot of interesting conversations like yeah. I would be walking by myself and and it you know people are just curious like hey what are you, what are, what are you doing here and like <laughs> you know so so it led to yeah a lot of cool uh, a lot of cool conversations um, so then I was there for six months came back uh, Lutheran Social Services had a job uh, vacancy uh, in my old office, so I, I think it was like less than a week. I started working again after, you know, after returning. Yeah. Um, and then worked there, yeah, for an additional two to two and a half or so years, um, and then came to Augustana as an admission counselor on the domestic team. Um, after three to four years um, of doing that, transitioned into um, an international. Uh, student admission counselor position in the in the international programs office so yeah it's been like three and a half years or so maybe three years yeah i'm not sure i wouldn't know yeah <laughs> yeah i also don't know <laughs> you know the, during the pandemic the, you know it's a yeah. time is is hard so um but yeah it's been a, a, a few years we'll say um and it's been awesome so like yeah interesting that um in a lot of ways, like, you know, my professional career, you know, um, has been largely international focused, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. first at the at the Center for New Americans and now here at Augustana, which is really, really cool and, and random for somebody who grew up in a, you know, small town of about 700 people and, you know, yeah. rural South Dakota, so... And that that is a fantastic experience, the whole story you just went through, and there's so much you could pick apart from that. <laughs> but one thing I want to say is, you said you learned Swahili. Can you say something in Swahili? I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to know, but anyone who's listening to this in Swahili, at least for Oh, them. my goodness. Um, see, the issue with... So I, I don't regret um, coming to Augustana for, you know, to, to work, mm-hmm. but... I do my my regret is that now I just speak English all day every day. So mm. of course you like forget, you know, I've I've forgotten cuz I used to speak Swahili every single day mm-hmm. at the office. Um poor Swahili, I'm sure. <laughs> um but um I was able to, you know, communicate with a lot of a lot of families. Um I always like I mean I'll like I'll just say uh one of my favorite Swahili words mm-hmm. um which is uh parachichi which is the Swahili word for avocado. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just fun to say. Parachichi. That's fair enough. Say it. Parachichi. Parachichi. See? Isn't it fun? It's fun. Don't you feel better? Yeah. Now I can say I can speak Swahili. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's it's a really straightforward language. Um, unfortunately, since I haven't spoken it regularly in seven years, because I've been in Augustana for seven years. That's almost a decade. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's time to to go on another whim and go back to Nairobi, Kenya. Well, the interesting thing is, like, I think, you know, that was the, the start of the, you know, of my Swahili's demise. Because uh, I had, oh, I forgot. I forgot one other internet, like... So went on went to Tanzania with a choir, mm-hmm. came back to Augustana, graduated, went back to Tanzania, and lived there for three months. So that's when I really like developed a, my strong foundation in Swahili, because um, I was living with a Tanzanian family and and you know forcing myself to make those mistakes. Um, 
and and learn it. So so that's really like I kind of learned the like the pure you know and Tanzanians say they have the pure Swahili. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's what I learned, and then I went to Nairobi, and it's like so they have they have like a local dialect called Shang that is like like you know English mixed with Swahili. Um, so, but, and also just some other words that like are, you know, maybe derived from tribal languages in Kenya, I'm not sure, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's like not Swahili. So that was like, when I went to Nairobi, my, my Swahili, you know, started declining, (laughs) which is interesting because I was in like, you know, the heart of East Africa, which is a major, you know, Swahili speaking, you know, Mm -hmm. the Swahili speaking hub. So, um, yeah, so it was interesting that I, I always say I learned it in Tanzania, started bastardizing it in Kenya and then now I forgot it. <laughs> but I'm sure like, you know, it's like riding a bike. I'm sure if I if I were forced to, um yeah. it would I'm sure it would come back. Yeah, fall down a few times, but Exactly. Get it. I may say something that, you know, I regret <laughs> or, you know, is very inappropriate, but that's fine. I typically, I sometimes say inappropriate things, so, you know, it'd just be par for the course. Yeah. Speaking of, if I accidentally swear, <laughs> can we edit that out? We can try. Because if I send this to my mom, <laughs> you know, I don't want her to know that I swear. Oh. She still doesn't, doesn't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I guess since you've been working at Augie for three years? Well, in the in, 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 international programs in office, program, yeah. yeah. At Augie for... Yeah, no, seven and a half. Seven and a half, almost a decade. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, what does your work as an international programs office admission counselor look like on a daily basis? That's one of the things that I enjoy about it is that it's different, you know. Like, um, obviously, historically, uh, pre-pandemic, it would involve some travel, which is always, um, you know, exciting but also exhausting mm-hmm. um but on a um and obviously that has not happened in in the past couple of years so um so now it's a lot of um zoom conversations a lot of you know whatsapp correspondence a lot mm-hmm. of uh, back and forth emails virtual presentations um so um you know and ideally those aren't at three in the morning local time but sometimes they are um so um yeah, so so every day is different, you know, um, which makes it which makes it exciting. A lot of I'm not interviewed for a podcast every day, so this is a nice uh, nice break from mm-hmm. from kind of the the um, typical duties. Um, but essentially, my job is to help international students and their families through a complicated process. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what we what we all do in the admission office. You know, it doesn't matter if you're like. Um, obviously, if you're an interna- international student, there are some more hurdles to jump through, applying yeah. for a visa, things like that. Um, but essentially, it's you know finding, helping students find where they can, you know, where they can achieve their future goals, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and kind of launch into adulthood. Um, so, so that's essentially what it is at its core. Um, so, a lot of um, yeah, sharing like storytelling. You know, a lot of a lot of storytelling. Um, I tell a lot of stories about you and other international students and all of the cool things that you're doing. Because, of course, you know, for me, I wasn't an international student. Yeah. So you know, so I'm always trying to find ways to connect current students and all of the cool things that they're doing 
um, with future students. And, and, you know, hopefully when I'm telling those stories, something clicks that they, you know, that allows them to see themselves here. Um, so that's essentially uh, what it is. Um, the, you know, when you, when you kind of go down into the, you know, microscopic uh, look at it, mm-hmm. a lot of email correspondence, a lot of um, writing, um, so like writing email campaigns and uh, things like that, um, reviewing applications, um, you know, making sure that students who come to Augustana will be successful here, you know. Uh, so, um, and then, you know, as they progress as a student, you know, first they apply, then they're admitted, um, you know, then they kind of move forward to the next steps of, all right, I'm admitted here. Um, now I need to ask myself, you know, what am I looking for in a college environment? Um, so helping, so talking through those um, questions with students mm-hmm. to, you know, sometimes, of course, if I find a connection with something that a student says and I find a connection here at Augustana, I'm going to say it because, yeah. you know, um, obviously we want students to enroll here um, and and make our communities better. So, um, but also it's just, yeah, asking them questions so they can kind of come to the conclusion on their own. Um, but, of course, if if they need some... A little pushing. Some guidance, not <laughs> pushing. Henry, do you think I pushed you? <laughs> No, I didn't no, push you. No, he yeah. See exactly. <laughs> Good thing there's no video uh, because the, his uh, you know nonverbal uh, cues there were were making Not me question it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think I would say guiding. Mm-hmm. You know, guiding students to consider things that maybe they weren't considering before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's everything. Like it's a lot of different things all at the same time, mm-hmm. um, which makes it interesting. It makes it makes it fun because I get to, you know, talk to students interested in business one one you know one minute. The next minute, I'm talking to somebody who wants to study computer science, and then government, and then physics, and then English. It's like there's always something new to talk about, which which makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool to do this job for a school that I have a, that I personally attended and yeah. believe in, and so, so you can speak to a lot of the things, and right? Honest truth, right? Exactly, because that's really yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. People who do this job for places that they don't attend or didn't attend, and I'm not saying that you you know that doesn't define you know the success, but it's like it's. Uh, particularly, you know, like larger schools, um, I think it would be it would be hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm doing it here, like there's a personal connection, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, it's it makes it it makes it a lot of fun yeah. because I, I I truly like I do believe that what I do makes Augustana better, yeah. um, and I continue you know continuously try to make it better year after year um, by bringing, you know, by having students who have different perspectives come to our campus um, mm-hmm. because obviously when we're all learning together, um, we can accomplish more. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially what I do. It's pretty, you know. Pretty, pretty broad. <laughs> pretty broad. broad. <laughs> A lot of cool things. I'm sure there are some other things that I missed, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, I guess you mentioned a lot of things. Um, so for me, I'm an intern. I st- started as an international student, or I knew that I wanted to be an international student mm. when I went into high school. So I w- started working towards that. Um, I knew one thing I had to start working on was the Common App. So I applied to a bunch of schools. Um, but I guess for someone at the beginning of the process, where for someone who does know they want to be an international student, or what can they start doing from like the beginning of high school? Um, and I guess it'll have a multifaceted answer depending on where you're on, what system you're using, and all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing I've I've learned a lot about is different academic systems and mm-hmm. curriculums, and yeah. Um, so that that you know makes every day different too. Um, so I mean, I think particularly for first year high school students, um, you know, I'm a big believer in like hey, it's good to have these future goals. If you know you want to be an international student in the U.S. or the U.K. or wherever, um, it's important to start thinking about that and to familiarize yourself with the process. And there are, you know, a lot of um, free resources um, online and, um, and even, you know, organizations in, like, that have a, pres- a physical presence in, in um, most countries around the world, like Education USA, that, that helps um, kind of guide students on the process of studying in the U.S. So it's good to do your research, to look ahead, but I also think that, like, students should allow high school to be high school, you know? like. Yeah. Certainly, um, it's important to be present wherever you are. Um, so students that are solely, and this is, you know, probably good advice for any point in life, you know, not only when you're, when you're thinking about um, studying abroad, but, like, particularly in those first, you know, first one year, two years, of course, in some countries, high school is four years, mm-hmm. in, or, you know, in some places, secondary is three years, um, and there's junior secondary, senior secondary um does that sound familiar (laughs) um so you know so that obviously looks different but but particularly in those early years of of high school or secondary school um just yeah i mean be present where you are um but but also familiarize yourself with with what you want to do in the future so if that study uh if that study abroad start having um, you know, conversations, and f- in your first year, that might be, you know, might be too early. It might not be. Um, it's different for everybody, um, but but certainly starting having conversations with people like me, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at at universities. I know we're we appear to be scary and intimidating, but we're really not. Um, so so having conversations with us, because um, I think that also gives you an indication of. The culture of the school, you yeah. know, like I, I think, you know, I am an extension of Augustana. Yeah. So how I work with students, I believe that is how their experience will be here with others on campus. You mm-hmm. know, um, so so that's, I think, you know, I'm I'm hoping that, um, you know, where when I'm of course like interested in recruiting excellent students to Augustana, but I also am just a helpful resource, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm hoping that as the, you know, I'm having conversations with students, they'll make that connection of like, hey, 
I liked talking to that person. I want you know, you would you would think that other people at that school yeah. are similar. And if you have bad experiences talking to those counselors, mm-hmm. then it's like I don't care how um, prestigious or elite yeah. the the school is. Um, like you should listen to that, you know, because mm-hmm. because there are four thousand plus universities in the U.S. alone, and like I guarantee you will find at least one, probably ten, that check all of the boxes that that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with having conversations with people that are there. So people like me, um, certainly international students um, that are that are attending that university. Um, Places like Education USA um, and um, and counselors. You know, not everybody has the luxury of, of having a career or college counselor at their high school. Yeah. Um, but if if you do, if you go to a school that offers that, um, talking to them, you know, a lot of online research. I honestly don't know like how, like I think I would be intimidated to. Uh, or not really know where to look, you know? Yeah. Because um, when you're when you're navigating a college search like overseas, that's super intimidating. So I try to I try to be super approachable um, and tr- and trustworthy. You know, trust is big too. Like right from the get go. Um, you know, in in the in the earliest of conversations. Um, if I if a student tells me something that makes me think this wouldn't be a good fit for them, mm-hmm. if they're looking for a huge school or they're looking for a program that we don't don't offer, right mm-hmm. away, like telling them, hey, this isn't what you're looking for, mm-hmm. but maybe this place or this place or this place. Um, but also on the reverse side, if a student, everything that they're looking for, we offer and we do really well. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell them. Um, and um, because obviously that's that's the goal for everybody you know like it's our goal to find students who will be great here it's the students goal to find a place that will help them thrive and yeah. be the best version of themselves so it, that you know it does nobody any favors if we recruit students that aren't going to be happy here mm-hmm. you know um, so so a big part of that is trust um, and I think that's an extension of Augustana is, you know, we're a small campus community. Um, a lot of people are here for for specific reasons because yeah. they're connected to it. They love working with young people, whatever it happens to be. Um, so, yeah. So that's like, uh, like I would say some some advice. It started with advice and then it just turned turned into something else. I don't know. Yeah. It was all good. I don't know if I adequately good. answered, but <laughs> but really, like obviously, yeah. So like, you know, in a student's early stages of high school or secondary school, get involved. Let high school be high school, but also like familiarize yourself with the the general outline of what it takes to study abroad. Mm-hmm. And then, so then you have that context, and you have that, you know, you. you know that, hey, I'm likely to need a letter of recommendation. So I should be nice to my teachers because then they'll hopefully write me a letter of recommendation. Very good advice. You know, like just stuff like that. Um, so, um, and then obviously it intensifies as you as you age. And, and then, um, then it, you know, you really have to ask yourself, like, what type of environment 
will I be the best version of myself? If that's like a big, you know, that's the nice thing about the U.S. is that we have every single, you know, uh, type of educational environment here. Yeah. You know, large public school, small private, um, for-profit, non-profit, you know, like you name it, it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, you know, it's, it's important to ask yourself questions of like what you're looking for, what, what activities do you do now are important to you and you want to continue doing? What, uh, you know, what do you want out of your professors? What do you want out of your other classmates? Um, you know, I think all, you know, those questions and so many more um, are, are important to ask yourself. And that's why, so that's also like asking students those questions because sometimes it's hard to know like what to ask yourself, you know, or, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, I don't know if I want a big classroom or a small classroom. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just helping students kind of talk through all of those. Yeah. yeah. I think that was one really good thing you did for, for me. So when I was applying to go to college, I applied to all these schools and at some point they started all whittling down and they all looked the same. So right. you're, you have all schools that line up that maybe are the same cost. Um, they're all. If I wanted liberal arts school, I had three schools that were liberal arts. They were the same cost. They were all relatively small, and so it's like, okay, I have these three schools that are really similar. What do I do now? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was supposed to use these criteria to whittle them down, and mm-hmm. now they're all the same. So I'm I'm lost. But I think one thing that was really good for me and really beneficial was that I was able to talk with you, um, over several Zoom calls. I thought mm-hmm. you got tired of me at some. No, point. no, no. <laughs> but. It was through those conversations that I was like, oh, and that was what you mentioned, learning about the culture of the school. I was like, okay, this person is really nice. And you connected me with other professors, um, the econ department. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you did government. I'm not sure. But I talked to other professors, and I was like, oh, they're also really nice to me. This is a place I could go, and Mm -hmm. I can see everyone else being nice to me or supporting me in this way. And that was something that really pulled me and made was the deciding factor for me to come here. And you kind of already mentioned it, answering my questions before I even asked them, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, at that at that point where all the schools start to line up, mm. or kind of when you're not even sure what you want, people with in a world where, like, U.S. news rankings and there are all these statistics that people right. are in schools are throwing at you, where number one in liberal arts, number one food, or, mm. you know, all these things. How do you find the schools that actually shouldn't, find the schools where you should be how do you find the schools that's that are right for you and you know you know how do you how do you just make sense of all the numbers yeah it's i mean it's it's so hard <laughs> i really you know and I, I i specifically remember your um your your college search because you know sometimes when when a student it's like you know i ask a student at the kind of the end of the cycle or we're you know nearing decision time and I'll say, you know, you know what, you know, in addition to Augustana, what schools are you considering? And and it's super easy, you know, if if a student's, you know, if they name, you know, three big public universities, obviously, Augustana yeah. is very different from that. So it's really, really easy to find, you know, even ten reasons why a student should come here mm-hmm. um, over over. Um, one of the one of those other options, particularly you know where there's you know maybe less individualized attention, things like that. Um, but then yeah, I remember yours. I was like, my goodness, those are all very similar to Augustana. <laughs> like, how am I gonna how am I gonna talk about this? Um, I don't even remember. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, in addition to like, I was like, well, at this point, I just need to connect you with others and hope that good <laughs> things happen. Um, so there are some time, you know, for for somebody who has been successful at what they do. Like there, there are times when I'm like, hmm, I don't know what I should do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, makes makes it interesting, uh, makes the job interesting. It's hard. I mean, I honestly, you know, for me. I only applied to one place. I applied to Augustana. My older sister came here. My mom came here. My aunt came here. Um, it was never, there was never a question. Mm-hmm. I knew I would go here. Um, and, but when you don't have that family connection, and I mean, as an international student, when you are like, all right, I want to study in the U.S. Well, as you know, the U.S. is massive. Yeah. There are a ton of different types of environments, urban, rural, mountains, desert, you know, seaside, like north, south, like how, you know, however many, uh, like just cultures there are in, in the United States, you know, like it is, it's, it's not as easy as just saying, I want to study in the U.S. It's, you know, it's like you have to really think about, all of those things that you that you're looking for so it's hard to to know like well is that am i an east coast person am i a west coast person what's the midwest i've never heard of the midwest (laughs) that's one of my favorite things is like because of course when a lot of international students um when they are thinking of the u.s they're never thinking of south dakota nobody's ever thinking of south dakota (laughs) so it's like yeah it's always amazing how i'm able to you know convince students to come here yeah um and I think probably the only thing I, like, downplayed is the weather. Mm. Everything, you know, I, like, never, you know, I always like to find the positive, you know. So when a student asks me about the weather, I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's really cool that we have four different seasons. <laughs> and then, of course, when they're here in the dead of winter, they're like, this is not cool. <laughs> I hate this. Um, but anyway, so so that's one of my favorite things is, like, sharing the highlights of the Midwest because mm-hmm. it is, you know, it is forgotten. And when, when many students think about the U S they think about California, Texas, Chicago, you know, New York, Florida, cities. big yeah. cities. Um, but there are a lot of benefits to being at no name schools, quote unquote, that's in quotes, yeah. uh, no name schools and no name towns, you know, um, because a lot, yeah, a lot of good things and particularly here at Augustana and in Sioux Falls, like there's just a ton of, it truly is like a hidden gem, you know, and yeah. I, and I, you know, we always say that as a good thing, but it's, it's not a good thing. We shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be hiding. Yeah. We should be like telling this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, but it, it really is just a gem of a city and a gem of a school. So, I don't know if I answered your question. You did. And at least you provided information that could be used to answer it. We'll, we'll take it as that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, when you asked me I, here, I didn't, you know, didn't promise to have all of the answers. <laughs> I should have made you sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. But no, when I ask other, like, international students, like, um, when the new set of students just arrived here, we're like, oh, why did you do- choose to come to Augustana? Mm. And everybody just looks at each other and they're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that makes me, I take a lot of pride in that. You should. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And even yesterday, I mean, we were, 
um, interviewing um, students to be student ambassadors in the office, and it's cool to see students that you worked with, you know, in the admission process that are here and having a great experience and want to share their experience with others. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a feeling that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But it's also a huge, sorry to cut you off, it's also like a big responsibility. Like it's, you know, it makes me feel feel really good, but I also, like, you want so badly t- for their experience to be what they wanted it to be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, so it's a lot of like, yeah, even though one, one thing that's hard about my job is, you know, I work so closely with students but like up until they're here Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously you make other connections your professors um, advisors in the international programs office the student success center etc so you you know start connecting with other people and and I'm working with the next class of students Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always a hard you know it's super bittersweet like most things in life it is both good and bad it is both this and that um so um yeah so that's always that's a that's a hard thing of the job especially just being like a relationship person so Mm -hmm. um yeah but um but for the most part it's it's nice because then uh you know because then i get to meet more people while still seeing people that i worked with admittedly not as often as i would like Mm -hmm. um but um but they're you know i love love those moments of you know, being in the commons and, and seeing a student that I worked with and, you know, maybe hadn't seen for a while. So so I, I really like those little little moments in between the, the hard work. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I'm curious. I didn't think of this before, but just as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. how do you process that? Because then your job must be, if you're as an emotional person who builds relationships, that mm-hmm. must feel very tasking you know building all these relationships during the period when everyone is applying and then having someone those students who you felt you had a strong connection with dropping out Mm. or saying they're not coming and then when they do come here kind of almost like they're your children yeah and then you see (laughs) them grow up but then at some point you have to let them go because they're gonna go into their own circles and develop their own selves how do you process all that and how do you i guess stay positive and still come into day work every day and be like I'm going to do this again and get some more students. Yeah, like yeah. Um, good question. It's, yeah, it's this and that. It's mm-hmm. it's good and b- it's bad. It's it's hard. Um, I you know I'm not a, I'm not a parent, but I would imagine it's it's similar to you know like you you raise your, you know I was raised to be independent, mm-hmm. but I'm and you know that was my parents' intention mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that I didn't need them for everything. Um, but now, you know, um, I, I, I remember because I, you know, would do a lot of my, you know, I do my own laundry um, when I was in high school. And I would, you know, um, depending on my parents, you know, work schedules, I would, you know, cook probably bad or very basic <laughs> meals. But still, like, that provided a foundation where mm-hmm. now I really enjoy cooking. And so it's like, you know, and then I'm sure, not I'm sure, I know that um, specifically for my mom, it's it's like, oh, like, I should be cooking for him. You know, like, mm-hmm. I feel bad that he's, that he can do it on his own, you know, because I, or, you know, but it, but it's a, so it's a bittersweet thing. You're, you're proud, um, but you're also nostalgic for, like, because you knew them better before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also know, like, they're grow like, you know, like, I'm sure from the time, you know, when you started at Augustana to now, 
I'm sure you can find a hundred or say a hundred reasons how you've grown or ways that you've grown. Yeah. Um, and, and some of those things I'm not familiar with, you know, because, and I like wish I could be, you know, because it's, it's cool to see, um, you know, when you work with a student and then four years later they graduate and they go on to do really cool things. Um, but there's, you know, a lot that I miss out on um, because of the nature of the job. You know, I, I work with students until they're here, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I pass them on to, to others who are just as, you know, passionate and, and you know, um, kind and, you know, as, as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or even more so. And, like, you know, want to make students experience as good as it possibly can be um while i work with the next class so so it's it's hard um and naturally you know i think it's hard but i also like in my mind know that's the reality you know part of it like i'm i'm very realistic in that in that way where where i have to i know that's what has to happen yeah and i also know for my own mental health and well-being that I can't do both, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I can't do the job that I'm paid to do mm-hmm. and um, do, you know, continue to stay as in touch with current students as, uh, as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's, that's hard. You know, that's a hard realization to come to when you, when you want to do one thing but you know um, – that there, you know, you can't, and you know, if it's a time thing, or, or also, you know, I trust that others at Augustana are really good at what they do, and so I know that when I am um, feeling that way, and I am feeling like sad, it's more selfish. It's not set, you know. I, I'm sad because I don't get to have as many conversations with you. I don't yeah. get to recommend books to you that you'll never read, <laughs> which ac- actually happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm still reading it. <laughs> oh, still, I'll find it. Still getting, it. yeah, working on that, huh? Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a selfish sadness because I like, feel bad for myself because I don't get to have as many conversations with cool people. But at the same time, it's very comforting that the people here that are you know, welcoming new students um, in all of the offices on campus and, the, you know, faculty and staff, like, are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I, so I get a lot of comfort in in that trust, like, of, you know, bringing students here, knowing that they'll be, that they'll get the same level of service that I wanted to provide when I was working with them. So what I'm hearing is if your admission counselor isn't recommending you books and isn't this invested in building relationship with you, you need to find a new school. No. <laughs> Start looking at Augustana University and find Wade Gamora. Yes, but, exactly. But yeah, I, I that, that was beautifully said, Wade. I, I truly appreciate everything you invested in me leading up to this point and everything you've done for me while I've been here. And like, I, I, dreamt coming to Augustana I dreamt about like just those interactions with you like hanging out with you having coffee with yeah. you and like discussing the books we've never done yet. <laughs> but, but just talking about all those things and that's I think the fact that you're able to build relationships besides just bringing people to study in a different country I think that's phenomenal of you and I think 
that's what makes you such an amazing person and that's why i wanted to have you on this podcast just to highlight the amazing work that you do and i think the amazing work standard that you set for every single admission counselor at least from my perspective and i think that's what everyone should expect from the admission counselor thank you i mean that means a lot yeah so i guess if you have any parting comments anything you want to say um i think it's a good place an open forum to say whatever i would like this is where we have to maybe this was that was a mistake yeah This is where we might have to get the, the, the bleep button out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I it's a lot of fun doing this. It's I get to meet amazing people who have had such different life experiences than I have, you know? Different backgrounds, different religions, different perspectives. Like, our international student community here has made me so much better, me personally. And they, you know, y'all make Augustana so much better. And if, you know, it, it, it simply wouldn't be the place that it is with without the, the courage of international students who are willing to go to a place they've likely never heard of. Um, and it's really inspiring. It makes you know. It should make all of us look at ourselves to to um, you know to inspire us to to do things that scare us. Because um, every single day, I would imagine, mm-hmm. brings new um, challenges for international students, um, and they and they face them head on. And you know, it's it's really it's really cool. And yeah, makes us all better. And I'm glad that I work for a university that places such an emphasis on on that. And you specifically, even though <laughs> you never re- read the books that I that I. But now, now you have an excuse because you're like you have professors with PhDs who say, "Hey, Henry, you should read this. You should you should definitely read the book <laughs> they're suggesting, as opposed to me, uh, the book that I'm I'm suggesting." I will so. get to your book. It's it's on. The it's list. in the it's list. It's somewhere there. That's the issue. I always get the, you know, I, I came to the the Augie Library book sale, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I need to, I need to have a plan because otherwise I would just be here for a really, really long yeah, time. I specifically didn't go this year because last year I made a mistake and bought too many books. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, <laughs> but I, I still have not gone through. I saw they uh, they still have some shelves of you know books for a dollar and fifty cents. So yeah. I thought about maybe. Passing, passing by those on my way back to the office, but, but I better not do that. Yeah. I'd have to ask you for, for money. <laughs> I don't think I have any cash, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. But yeah. But thank you so much, Wade, for being here, for sharing your experiences, for being vulnerable. Appreciate it, and I think you've added great value to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope. Once, you know, this is on NPR and on Spotify, um, I'll, you'll, you'll have me back. And we can talk about something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. All right. <laughs> <laughs>